What's up, witches? I'm Taylor. And I'm Amber. And, and this, this is Waking Up the Witch. We're your neighborhood witches. Each week, we talk about all things witchy and connect with other humans in a storytelling format about navigating life on this floating rock. We're two curious ladies trying to understand the human experience, but while we do that, we think it's important to honor the people that lived here before us and honor the cultures and traditions that we're being inspired by. This podcast is about waking up the witch, which means we are learning and growing every day. That being said, we are always open to feedback on how we can do better. The views and opinions of our guests don't necessarily reflect the views and opinions of waking up the witch. Now, let's go ghouls! <laughs> <laughs> hey amber hi taylor how's it going it's going pretty good how are you pretty pretty good good a little sleepy again but it's okay it's, it's okay um we're gonna keep it short and sweet we have an amazing episode for you today and we don't so want to take too much of your time oh. um but we're talking all things sensuality sexuality femininity you know we love that shit over here mm-hmm. i feel like you you owe us a little uh, <laughs> feels inappropriate <laughs> Why? Because you have a naked stranger inside your belly. Yeah, a naked stranger. It's been a while since you've given Uh, us one. (laughs) Thank you. That was really. (laughs) (laughs) It's all things yummy like that. Mm -hmm. I don't have anything else to add today. Do you? Enjoy. Enjoy. So let's go ahead and start by planting our feet on the earth if that feels good. Closing your eyes if you can or feel safe to. And we're going to take in three deep breaths, breathing in through the nose. And exhaling through the mouth. Another deep breath in. And release. One more big breath in and exhale. Just taking a moment to feel into your body where you may feel some discomfort. Go ahead and shake it out. Just allowing yourself to be connected to your breath. I'd like to call in our higher selves and our spirit teams to be here with us in this opportunity to connect and learn and grow. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited for today. Welcome, welcome, Rain. Please introduce yourself and let us know what you do and who you are. Yes. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Um, So I'm Rain Montana, and I'm an intimacy and relationship coach. I help uh, mostly women and couples who are struggling with an unfulfilling sex life for one reason or another. 
Uh, on a personal note, my husband and I have four adult children and eight grandchildren, and we're empty nesters. Um, I was in the fitness industry as a trainer and instructor for about 30 years. And uh, my husband and I currently own a gym as well. He's a physical therapist and his practice is within the, the same building. And then just another fun fact, I earned my pro card in figure at 50 years old. What's a pro card? What so, does that mean? Um, it's a pro status, really. Awesome. Um, so in the bodybuilding world, there's different categories. Okay. And one is figure, bikini, bodybuilding, etc. And so my category was figure. And um, Heck yeah, so 50. Competed, <laughs> started competing at 47 wow. and eventually earned my pro status at 50. Well, you do look incredible. Congrats. Yeah. I was like, grandma, what? Coolest, hottest (laughs) grandma I've ever known. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. How awesome. Good for you. And very inspiring too, that it's, you know, we're never too old and that's only a mindset. Mm -hmm. You can do anything you want. So we'd love to hear about your life kind of starting from the beginning and how you got to where you are today, if you'd like to share. Yeah. So originally I was born, originally, I was born (laughs) (laughs) in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, had lived with a single mom, a couple of sisters. My dad was absent from the picture. And uh, we were very involved in the church, but unfortunately in a hypocritical way in that we would go home and um, our family did not look like maybe what church should be. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I've always been growth minded, though. Uh, I was, gosh, even say a junior higher and where most kids had posters of maybe uh actors, actresses, or singers had posters of like scenery and Mm. um, quotes. Like, I I don't know. It's just who I was (laughs) at the time. So uh, I've always been that way. Um, Initially, I was, you know, into books, you know, wanting to learn and grow and expand that way. Um, So I kind of call myself the book lady. (laughs) My adult kids know very well. I'm always like, this book, that book. Mm. And so I buy an order and you can see my shelf. That's Ooh, only yeah, a small bit, tiny library. little. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but, but now it's so wonderful for, for years now we have podcasts and online mm-hmm. and, and, you know, learning has gotten um, so great and so accessible. Um, accessible. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, um, Fast forward, um, I suppose just maybe in the last 20 plus years, maybe I'll sort of start there. Mm -hmm. Um, My husband and I were a second marriage. We've been together Mm -hmm. 22 years now. And um, we were raising steps and our own kids and we had our own businesses and life was crazy and busy and... um, over the years, I just sort of lost, we lost our connection, our intimate Mm -hmm. connection. We were always in love. 
there was never a moment that we didn't want to be together, but you know, in the busyness of life, it's, um, it's easy to put those things last. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, I also had, uh, around that time I had painful intercourse, Mm. lost a lot of my hair. Uh, I was operating mostly from my masculine energy Mm. because, and we need both Mm -hmm. the masculine energy. If you think about, um, a river bank and the river bank holds the feminine energy. Mm-hmm. The feminine energy is more the river. So you, you really can't, you can't have one without the other. Mm-hmm. We need both. Um, ideally we want to be able to maybe access them as we need them rather than one or the other control us. Right. So um, I, I had set out several years ago on a year of yes, I call it, which is more like a year and a half of yes. And um, this is just on my path um, into finding myself again. I felt mm-hmm. like I, I lost myself. Mm-hmm. Who am I? I was a mom and, and all of the things that you just heard, just busy, busy, that we we, it's easy to forget who we are mm. and to lose parts of us. So I, I just remember thinking there, there has to be more than this. There, there's more. And so I set out on this year and my husband was very supportive. So that was wonderful. Um, but my first stop was in New York with, uh, Regina Thomas shower, who, uh, <laughs> With I her, cry. I love Mama Gina. <laughs> she's amazing. Oh, she's so phenomenal. So, yeah. Wow. Amazing. You're so lucky. I, in fact, <laughs> I did a um, twelve-week, eight-week online with her and a group um, earlier in the year, but but several years ago, I went to her mastery program. Awesome. And that was in New York, and uh, I live in California. I've been here over 30, 30 years now. So um, for those that aren't familiar with uh, Mama Gina or Regina Thomas Schauer, uh, she talks a lot about our femininity and pleasure and um, finding that pleasure and um, just being in pleasure no matter what we're doing. Mm. And so that's, that's, that's practice, right? Because maybe it's not pleasurable to scrub a toilet right but how can we make that pleasurable totally well i i have um worn my big heels my stripper Mm. heels and dressed sexy to scrub toilets just me here so just ideas (laughs) things things that you can do um From there, I went to San Francisco and I studied under Bernadette Pleasant, who created the uh, Emotional Institute and Live Femme. Mm. And and her her teaching is about moving emotion Mm. and expressing emotion and the energy of it through our bodies. Another area that I was shut down in. Mm -hmm. So Mama Gina pleasure, mm-hmm. right? When you're busy, busy, where's, where's pleasure? And pleasure isn't only sex or intimacy. Mm-hmm. Pleasure is all things. Mm-hmm. Like how can I make a toilet pleasurable, right? Yeah. All things. <laughs> and then um, with Bernadette Pleasant, it's emotions, right? Because 
it's easy to shut our emotions down. And now I, I was learning like we need to move that energy, mm-hmm. whatever it is, move it through us. Don't keep stuffing it mm-hmm. and shutting it down. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was really big as well. And through that, I learned how um, we learn to shut down our emotions from very, very young. So maybe this happened to you. Uh, I think it's really common and and parents trying to do the best they can do still do it because Mm -hmm. we don't know what we don't know. Mm -hmm. Right. But say even a child is really happy and excited and jumping around and squealing. What do we do? Settle down, down. (laughs) calm down. What if they're mad? Don't be mad. Mm -hmm. Don't be sad. Well, we're teaching them to stop not to emotions. trust themselves. Wow. Right? And parents, we don't even know we're doing that. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to keep everything in control, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So it starts young. And then all of the messaging that we get um, helps us to shut down totally. as well. So um, from there, I um, studied uh, S Factor in LA. Yeah. And uh, Sheila Kelly was a creator of S Factor. Mm-hmm. We love S Factor. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, so wonderful. Um, and that's a, a movement practice um, embodying our our femininity and our other erotic creatures, uh, how we express as well, but in a different way than the erotic blueprints. Um, it helped me really connect to that piece, that femininity, mm-hmm. right? So I had the pleasure, the emotion, the femininity. And then um, on the heels of that, my husband and I went to um, Path to Passion with Jaya and Ian, which is the erotic blueprints. So now wow. I was learning about the sexuality piece of it. Um, I was really blessed to be able to do that, but I, I always tell people you can have a year of yes, and it doesn't mean you have to travel anywhere. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you have to spend money. Your year of yes can be, um, it, it can be anything. And like we spoke about earlier, there's so much available to us online mm-hmm. and podcasts mm-hmm. and things we can do in our own hometown or city where we can still be expanding and growing. Mm-hmm. So I, I never want people to think that they can't have a year of yes and it might look differently than someone else's. Um, so that's sort of how I wound up where I am now. Um, as I said, I was a trainer and instructor for decades mm-hmm. in the fitness industry, but now I just work with people and, and help them. And sometimes it's, um, it's baby steps, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes, um, they're on the verge. They just don't even like each other anymore. Yeah. So how do we begin baby steps to build a bridge? And sometimes it's not get right into your erotic blueprint mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that might be too much, mm-hmm. right? Maybe it's, um, we have some other exercises that I r- recommend, um, as a starting point. Uh, so, so this is a funny story. Um, back when we were raising kids and all of that was going on, um, my husband and I would go on a date night 
And what do you think that we wound up talking about on date night? Kids. Kids. <laughs> business. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, the thing that most people, couples, uh, talk about, uh, maybe money, maybe stresses, maybe shopping, groceries, kids, who's not getting along, what's happening, what's happening. So then what happens to date night? Oh, it's not so fun. Mm-hmm. So I got this idea and we put a rule on us. Love it. <laughs> Our rule was we can't talk about any of those things Love on date night. So important. And yeah. And the, the funny part is that we would find ourselves falling into that mm-hmm. um, because it's just a habit. It's what you do. And when you're all are so busy, you just got to kind of almost rapid fire it out sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right. So we'd back up, back up. Okay. We got out of that conversation. We were starting about whatever it was. And there were some quiet times because well, what do you talk about? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Um, how was your day? Good, great. How was yours? Well, that's not a conversation, mm-hmm. right? So um, then uh, I think back then I had also maybe got online or bought some conversation cards, but fun ones, mm-hmm. you know, fun ones that a couple, you know, would would want to talk about to build intimacy or whatever. So, so I always encourage people, you know, when you go on dates, mm-hmm. Make sure you have a rule on yourself. If you want a business meeting, even if it's the family business, mm-hmm. right? The family business meaning, meaning your household, mm-hmm. your kids, that's your family business. Sometimes um, it's good to schedule that. Otherwise, it can tend to just fall out onto every single thing. Yeah. And um, take away from joy sometimes. Totally. It, it can be yeah. a, like almost like a poison, even though you don't want it to be. Mm-hmm. It's not the intention or that and it's not even that family is poison or business is poison. But it just if you don't have those boundaries and give yourself opportunity to continue to build and fall in love and learn about who you are today, because we're always changing through our relationships. We're never the same person or at least hopefully you're not (laughs) we both should be growing I love that yeah so how long ago was your year of yes when did you do that uh I think it was mm, that's a great question maybe nine-ish years years ago And do you feel like you and your husband were struggling? Do you think you were kind of on the brink of maybe not working out or you were just unsatisfied and knew there was more to life? Right, right. More like that. Fortunately, um, never did I feel we were on the brink of um, divorce Mm -hmm. or whatever. But, you know, neither of us was really satisfied or fulfilled and, and, you know, we'd gotten in the habit of, like I said, talking about all of the things of life and work and business. And like you said, it's not that it's necessarily bad. Mm-hmm. It's just when that's mostly or all we're doing, it doesn't lend itself to connection and intimacy. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, all of those things need to be talked about. They're Definitely. important. And we love our families. And if you have children, we love our children. But um, 
we ideally, if you are partnered, you know, we hear, oh, you know, your partner should be first. And that's challenging when you have kids that mm-hmm. are dependent on you, right? So it's a, it's a fine balance, I think. Why would a single woman seek you out? What is mm-hmm. she looking for from you? Yeah, great question. Mm-hmm. Thank you for asking that. Um, I think it's important that we become someone like who would, we would want to attract. Mm. If we don't know ourselves and if we've not expanded ourselves, it's going to be a lot harder to attract someone like that. Mm-hmm if we're not spending the time on our own personal growth and our own uh, personal pleasure and a pleasure practice. And now I'm not talking about scrubbing toilets. Yeah. <laughs> this is the other, right? Mm-hmm. A pleasure practice. Who are we? What, what do I want? What is pleasurable to me? What is my access of arousal? Because the media and porn um, sadly, uh, tends to be our sex education, what we, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I, I talk to people self-included who had no sex education growing up, but that was my sex education. See, no sex education is still your sex mm-hmm. education, mm-hmm. which was nothing. Uh, and well, say that the, one again. <laughs> right. Right. And, you know, unfortunately, in the church, um, so many people I've talked to, and myself included, you know, there's the Song of Solomon, and it's all this intimacy and beautiful thing, but in the church, they don't talk about it. They talk about abstinence and very modest and all of these things. So there's messaging there too, even if it's unintended, right? Shut down yeah. your sensuality damage shut down your vibrancy Mm -hmm. shut it down right we're still being shut down shut down do you feel like you deal with a lot of shame and like unlearning shame as a woman a lot um a lot of sexual shame yes but also um being so shut down and the messaging um Growing up, I think it's harder for girls and women or those that identify that way mm-hmm. um, because something's always wrong with us, fix it, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, all the way from, say, we're young. And again, this could may or may not be well-meaning parents, like your hair's a mess. You're not going to go out of the house like that. Mm-hmm. It, so, so even like those clothes don't match, go change. And I get that. And there's a time and a place for that. But sometimes, so what? You're shutting down expression. Go. Let them be weird. Right? And (laughs) and then what happens as we we grow? So then we get to school. And maybe there's some bullies Mm -hmm. or some mean kids. Because maybe we're just being who we are. Right? Mm -hmm. But someone doesn't like that. Or they want to make fun of it. So there's some more shutdown. And then what if you're a vulva body person and now you get a period? Mm-hmm. They are nasty, they're smelly, they're embarrassing, keep it to yourself, it's horrifying, all the things, mm-hmm. right? Shut it down. And now when you develop, 
if you develop breasts versus some who are flatter chested, mm-hmm. you might get made fun of both ways. Yeah, You're too large or too small. Uh, you weigh too much, you're too skinny, you're too tall, you're too short. So what are we doing? Mm-hmm. We're shutting down. We're shutting down. And then the messaging is our um, media, right? Movies, television. I think it's getting better. I do too. Mm-hmm. It's slow. Mm-hmm. It's slow. Um, and and the, the commercials, the advertising, get rid of your wrinkles, get rid of your cellulite, yeah. um, be thin, be sexy, look good all the time, have sex like porn, mm-hmm. which... Let your vagina look like that too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. Yep. So you see, it's really just this whole, these like micro traumas that are happening our whole life that we, we maybe are aware or not aware. And so to answer your short question with a really long answer. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think for my age group and up just growing up in like the early 2000s 90s it was so traumatizing as a woman and I I will watch shows now that I watched back then and see thin people and remember thinking they were fat Mm. and like there's like a size two but yeah and it's just like and then treating myself that way and um just working my whole adult life to unlearn that and I do think media has gotten a lot better um, and you see more diversity, different kinds of people and body shapes and all that. And I am about to have a baby girl and I hope that things continue to get better and she doesn't have to ever worry about that and she can be herself. And as long as she's healthy, like I don't care. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I just didn't have that at all. I had from every angle like, oh, you're eating too much. You're way too big because I was huge. I was so tall I, and like started my period at like nine years old. So fully formed and was just like shamed for it for my whole life. And as you were speaking, I was just thinking like I didn't ever like myself when yeah. I was little because of the don't do that. Oh, why do you look like that? I don't even know. And even the creepy side where the parents would be Mm. like, you're going to regret being mean to her. She's going to be beautiful one day. And it's Mm. just like, that's Mm. weird to say to (laughs) to a 10 year old. Like, why are we treating like sexualizing these children even? Mm. Right. Right. It's bizarre. Yeah. And I think, you know, social media has made as great as social media is, it's also made some things harder and worse Yeah, because I didn't grow up with social media. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't looking at all of this all of the time comparing. on my cell phone as a young person, right? Comparing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's, it's hard. And I think a lot of that messaging that we've just talked about is, um, contributes to why we're so, um, we have such abusive self-talk. Mm-hmm, 100%. And, you know, I consider it abusive. Mm-hmm. We don't, I hope some people do, but most of us don't talk to our friends or our family no. the way that we talk to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Would never. And, <laughs> right? We would never. Mm-mm. Never. We love them too much. Well, what happened to our self-love? Mm-hmm. 
we were taught all of these things unbeknownst to us. So yes, a lot of what I do when I work with people is um, helping them to unlearn and relearn. But I also work with women on, um, you know, body image and self-love, kind of the things that we talked about. Um, A lot of what I do, though, is the uh, erotic blueprints, but I really include a a lot of my, the practices that I have learned and received certifications in the ones that I mentioned earlier, because I think, I think they're all important. Mm -hmm. You know, we, pleasure is important, pleasure in life. Yes. Self-pleasure. Yes. Moving energy. Yes. Erotic blueprints. Yes. Like I, I couldn't S factor with that movement. You know, I, it just all, um, I think it all plays a part. Yeah. It's hard to have one without the other because yeah, like experience, like even I've, I've done a couple of Mama Gina's workshops and like, even just that, like I, there's so many women, myself included, that it's like, we can get through a lot of this and we feel like really high in jazz, but we're still going to reach a block because of those emotions, which Mama Gina has mm-hmm. tools for helping you get through mm-hmm. that as well. But like the emotional piece is huge. The physical piece, the embodiment piece, those are all, they all need to play a part in that healing journey. We need all of it. I love that you have sought out so many different varieties of healings and teachings from so many incredible people trying to still like bring back the goddess and help us to embody her Mm -hmm. because we are she exists inside of all of us and it's such a nice uh like buffet of um Mm -hmm. services that you can kind of all mold together and provide something so unique and special that really embodies all of those parts incredible thank you yeah i i didn't set out to like um do that intentionally it just kind of then the next thing i was looking into right and then the next thing and and i think it is really helpful because it allows me to pull from so many different things Mm -hmm. and uh help meet people where they are yeah Mm -hmm. totally you know and that's always been really important to me even when I was in the fitness industry, I, I never wanted to write a program or anything, a, a physical program at that time, that wasn't attainable. Mm-hmm. And so what I do now is the same. It's, it's going to be challenging, might be hard, might be awkward, there might be silence because you don't know what to talk about, whatever, mm-hmm. right? But I want it attainable because I think it's important not to set people up for failure. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, and in kind of the fitness world, and I'm, I'm not talking about competing. I'm just talking about go to the gym seven days a week, work out set, right? Um, I think that we can set people up for failure because yeah. we're expecting perfection. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. From both perspectives, I feel like, a lot of times when I'm struggling with intimacy with my partner, it's never really anything he's doing. It's I don't feel good in my body or mm-hmm. about myself. And mm-hmm. I'm like self-conscious, even though he doesn't fucking care <laughs> at all. But right. it's like it's never him. But then he probably feels like, what am I doing wrong? Why am mm-hmm. I like not attractive to you? And then it's a whole cycle. 
And so, mm-hmm. I mean, if you are taking better care of yourself and like mentally and physically, that does help with your intimacy, right? You know? Yeah, I, I think it definitely helps. But honestly, I, I've i never met a woman. I'm just going to speak for vulva bodies that identify as women right now. Yeah. Um, that felt good about every single thing Mm. physically. It doesn't matter if I looked at someone and thought head to toe, drop dead dead gorgeous. There's something still messaging, Mm -hmm. right? Just like, okay, so if someone pays you a compliment, you, anyone, you know, it's easy for for people, especially women to go, oh no. Because what happens as soon as we hear a compliment, we're like, we immediately hear in our head a thing or things that we don't love about ourselves mm-hmm. or what we often do is re- return a compliment, mm-hmm. right? Instead of just thank you and practice that. Mm-hmm. It's a practice. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Just that. Well, it's very symbolic right? of receiving. Yeah. Like it's, it's not just compliments, yeah. but like receiving anything we feel that we're not worthy of receiving it or that Mm -hmm. we have to balance it out by giving and we don't even take the moment to like slow down and be like, wait, no, I do deserve that. And also you're taking away from the person who wanted to give that to you. Right. And this is the awful cycle. We're always in competition of trying to make sure we're in balance with our giving Mm -hmm. instead of like allowing ourselves to receive. I feel that. Do you work with um, trans women ever that are trying to come into their feminine energy as it's like new to them? Yeah, thank you for that question. I I don't just simply because I don't feel my level of study would do them justice. But I do have coach friends that do that you refer awesome. them to. Yep, great. Yep. Do you mm-hmm. um, could and, you give us a couple of those names? Yes, I will. I'll have to look them up, but I'll, I'll get okay. them to you. Yeah, we will put those have in them. the show notes then. Yes, Great. I would love to do that. And then I'd love to go into some examples. I think we've already given some, but of couples that are coming to see you and mm-hmm. um, maybe like certain scenarios you've seen. And yeah. I'm thinking like, do you find that men are hesitant a lot of the times and feel like they're being dragged there by their partner? Or do you think that they're also eager? Or do you see both? I see both. I think um, women are typically more open Mm. to growth. I think often men's um, maybe ego gets in the way. Mm -hmm. And I don't say that meanly. Remember the messaging we're receiving messaging. They're also receiving messaging mm-hmm. to shut it down. Mm-hmm. Don't be a, a pussy, mm-hmm. right? Which I hate that word. Power In that to way. the pussy. In that <laughs> yes. way, right? Right. Not the word itself, but Pussies Mama Gina reclaiming. Right? <laughs> yes, yes. But you know they have um, all this messaging growing up too. They have to be strong. They have to be tough. They have to be able to do it all. They have to Mm. know it all. They have to be this great lover because they're supposed to be educated based on porn. Yep. Oh, oh no. So 
and they are typically not rewarded for personal growth. Mm. Men are typically rewarded for um, producing, mm. mm-hmm. achieving. And I'm not saying that women aren't. There's nothing is black and white, mm-hmm. right? It's just sort of all shades of gray. But more often, men are rewarded when they produce and they achieve, right? Mm-hmm. Women can be awarded that way, but, or excuse me, rewarded. But also, you know, they, they tend to be the nurturers, mm-hmm. right? And so they can also work in that space more easily than sometimes a man is given permission to, even by himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, I think one of the biggest things between couples, no matter the gender or how they identify, I just tend to speak in man and woman, but I'm recognizing you know, I know there are so many more, mm-hmm. um, is the, where the erotic blueprints come into place. And that's because, um, again, we've all heard, you don't know what you don't know, right? Mm-hmm. Just like until people learn the love lang- the love languages, mm-hmm. you don't know that, um, sex language, which is the erotic blueprints for those that aren't familiar is how you like to receive sexually and intimately. And um, I'll just do a super brief description. Yeah, yeah we're so like excited about Like this. we know nothing about yeah. the erotic blueprint because <laughs> okay. I don't actually. Okay. okay. And then we'll just kind of start winding our way through there. Perfect. So there's five erotic blueprints and these were created by Jaya um, maybe 20 or so years ago. The first one is energetic. And this is a person that likes space and longing Um, they feel energies. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you kind of like just a snippet of um, like the positive attributes Mm -hmm. and just a one or so of a shadow, Mm -hmm. a potential shadow, but there's so much more. So they need that space and time. As far as touch, um, they might prefer hovering, like say, mm-hmm. just even here, mm-hmm. or just like the hairs on your arm touch. Love it. Right, potentially. Um, the tricky part is if they are not ready, the love of their life might walk in, give them a big old hug, even, mm-hmm. and it will shut them down because they're not ready. Mm-hmm. So even just a hug. Um, and then there's sensual. So the sensual, uh, their path to arousal is through all of their senses. So ambiance, sight, sound, taste, smell, texture, all of these things. One of their potential shadows is they can get in their head and that can shut them down. Like, oh, it's too cool in here. The light's too bright or Mm -hmm. t-shirt in the dryer or whatever, (laughs) right? Um, they typically like a more grounded touch. So again, on the arm, it might be more uh, pressure, more rubbing, or even like dragging, Mm -hmm. dragging your arm or your hand. Um, Another one is um, kinky. And kinky is two. There's a psychological and a sensation. Mm. So sensation is maybe spank, scratch, all the things you can think of psychological is going to be more power dynamics Mm -hmm. and kinkies 
tend to have a lot of shame, unfortunately, and, and it's a spectrum. So kinky can be on one end of the spectrum, a couple just changed a position and they're like, right, that was kinky, <laughs> right? All the way to the furthest, wildest thing you've ever seen, heard of, whatever, mm-hmm. right? So, so it's, a, it's a spectrum. Um, let's see, what else did I do? Sexual. So the fourth one is sexual. And their path to arousal is nudity, genitalia, orgasm. Just want to get it done. Mm-hmm. Get on it, get it done. Um, one of their potential shadows is that is often their only path to arousal. Mm. They have a hard time accessing any other way. And then the shapeshifter, they can roll pretty easily in all of these and access all of them. A potential shadow for them is that they tend to meet whoever their, wherever their partner is in that blueprint Mm-hmm. And given that, so often they go without being fed. Mm. So that's a potential there. So let's say, now what does that look like in practicality? Let's say we have an um, energetic partner and a sensual partner. So after the initial uh, honeymoon phase of the relationship, when all of the chemicals and all <laughs> the things are big, right? When that tends to kind of come down and life starts getting in a routine and, and not that that's bad because relationships have stages, right? Mm -hmm. But that's when uh, I think we start seeing the the blueprints show, right? Because all the other stuff and the newness, we're not typically as in touch Mm -hmm. with, wait, what do I really want? So imagine back to, we have an energetic partner and a sensual partner. And when they don't understand each other's language and trying to feed each other in each other's language, not their own, um, this is uh, an often a scenario. So the um, sensual might say, you never want sex. You know, I want to I give you a different one. This will be a little easier. Let's go with a sexual and a sensual instead, mm-hmm. I think, because there's a little bit more diversity here. I think it'll be a little easier to understand. Mm-hmm. So let's go back to the sexual partner. What do they want? Nudity, genitalia, orgasm. Mm-hmm. So the other partner is a sensual, and they might need, I need the lights, I need the romance, I need some music. And so here's where things can collide. The energetic is, or excuse me. Um, sensual. Uh, sensual. Uh, wait, no, I've got sexual. Yeah. The sexual. Uh, the sexual is like, with so much work. It's just so much work mm-hmm. all the time. Don't you even want me? Mm. Right. But then the, the sensual might say to the sexual, all you want is sex. Mm-hmm. It's just that they don't know. But now they think each other's a jerk or they only want one thing or you're an ass or whatever, right? When that's Mm -hmm. not the case, it's just their sex language. Ideally, we want to expand into all of them because how great is it to be a shapeshifter without the shadow, 
or, or the shadows, right? Because if you're a shapeshifter, think of all the tools, mm-hmm. all the fun things, all of the different ways that you can access your arousal. Um, so that's our ultimate goal is to expand mm-hmm. into all of them. What do you think you are? Well, I was like kind of going through like I feel like I can be all of them. Like yeah. I feel like I'm on a scale. Like I have ones that are probably stronger. Yeah. I actually purchased the test. I still haven't taken it yet. So I'm excited to find out um, what I am because I, I it was some Sex, goop love, show goop on Netflix. They talked about They're like masturbating. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that was crazy. Yeah, sex, love, and goop. And they do a whole episode or it's like woven in. I don't remember. But um, about this and what was really fascinating is that a lot of the couples, like their strongest one was their partner's weakest and vice versa. And so like trying to meet each other, but to have them practicing and showing like how the person wants to receive and to see them all have orgasm without like doing anything like no sex involved just simply like this it was a sensual person um and for them like even the man to kind of Mm -hmm. realize that he could also be aroused by that and he was a sexual person and so that was just so fascinating to me like if we could just understand that about each other and take the time to live in that energy with our partner because ultimately like we want to be pleased and we want to please like you love that person. Um, but it's just a matter of like meeting each other and turning each other on in the way that they mm-hmm. get turned on. <laughs> like you can't just, not all of us can just like go in and do it. So, but I do see myself like in a lot of those things. I think I'll be surprised. I think there's more kink in me, but I think there's a lot of shame around kink that, cause like mm-hmm. I do get turned on by like, having sex in weird places or, you know, like things like that. And, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, it just, it isn't something I'm like, it does feel like work sometimes though, too. I definitely feel energetic at times and definitely, I think sent like very sensual, like if you could put on some mood music and you put on some like twinkly lights for me and you like just touch me for a little bit, like, okay, let's go. Mm -hmm. I'm ready. But if you just come at me, like it's harder for me to be turned on and ready yeah. to receive that because then it feels like work. And I don't want it to feel like work mm-hmm. because I want to love you. <laughs> what do you think you are? I think I'm all of them. I love a set in a mood, but also I can just get in there and get it done. <laughs> That's uh, feels accomplished for me nowadays with being real pregnant i'm like we just gotta do this it's not gonna be sexy it's not not comfortable um but we're both getting off so it's good um yeah when i was going through them i felt all of those so i feel like i'm a shapeshifter i think even if we're not even if someone isn't a shapeshifter rarely do we um have sex we'll say because that's what people call it have sex Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. the same way all the time right there might be quickies Mm -hmm. we might take it longer i love a quickie right (laughs) yeah i I think you know i think they're all good and all the ways are good uh Mm -hmm. you know the the challenges are if if we're unwilling to maybe learn 
yeah, another way absolutely. or grow or meet our partner. And, and, and you mentioned it. Um, it's one thing to know and understand. It's another thing to actually, actually practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, totally work. I don't, we don't like to use yeah. that work. Yeah. Word, I don't, you don't, right? we don't want it to be that. Right. But um, if we're not willing, it can feel that way. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes egos get in the way. I yeah. kind of referenced that earlier and it can be men or women. I think sometimes it tends to be men more often, mm-hmm. but really instead of looking at a request to maybe do something differently, it's just information. And mm-hmm. typically our partner wants to please us and we want yep. to please our partner. So of course I want to know what my partner wants. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you know, and, um, it, it, you know, when I would ask my husband and he would say, you know, whatever I ask him, he would tell me, I'd say, thank you. Thank you for telling me. Cause I'm mm. asking because I want to know, mm-hmm. do you like mm-hmm. this? Would you rather that? La, la, la. What would you say for people who have a hard time discovering what they want or speaking about what they want? Cause I feel like that is something I struggle with. Like, mm-hmm my husband does ask me a lot and I, it, what it does is it pulls me into my head right. and then I have to think about things and mm-hmm. I just don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And then I get annoyed because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, I just want, I don't know what I want. Like I could tell you what I don't want. That's easier for me yeah. than to tell you what I do want. And I think there's just a lot of self-exploration that needs to be discovered. So what would you say to someone like me who? has a hard time vocalizing like talking dirty. I can't even do that. It's too funny for me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think, you know, sometimes in the moment, depending upon your blueprint, it will pop you out of your body and into your head. Yeah. Right. It'll pop you out of sensation and then into here. And then you're like, Mm -hmm. how do I find my way back? I can't Mm -hmm. now I'm out. Where do I get back to my body? So sometimes it could be later, right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, hey, I've been thinking about, I really didn't know at the time, but now I know and I want to share. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes it could be just whatever that person is doing, telling them you like that. Mm-hmm. Because maybe yeah. you don't know the next thing yeah, or the next five things, but maybe what they're doing does feel good. And maybe let's just talk about like kissing because that's easy, right? Maybe mm-hmm. on, say on the lips. Okay. Maybe in that moment, you want the kiss to be really light. Mm-hmm. Maybe you just want your lips to graze against the other, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't want it like jackhammer the tongue yet. No. And there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that, but maybe you're not ready for that, right? So, you know, when you talk Mark, about- Mark, are you listening right now? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so it's, you know, sometimes if you think of it like in a kiss, it, it might be easier. Like think of all the different totally. ways you can kiss. Faster, slower, hovering. What if you're coming in for the kiss? Mm. What that, if you watch that, mm, do mm-hmm. that. Whew, for a lot of people, other people like, oh my gosh. Building tension. Yeah. Right. Kiss me already. (laughs) Yeah. So then when you take that to other, right. When you take that to other parts of the body and other actions, 
do you want it faster, slower, hovering, mm-hmm. tickling? Do you want um, a, a slap or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And if you just think of the different ways even of touch, mm-hmm. you know, um, and it's okay to say, I don't know right now. Yeah. Thank you for asking. That's powerful. Or let me get back to you. Yeah. And now you got to figure out how to get back in your body, right? Yeah. So here's how you get back in your body. If you're probably, you know, one of the other couple of blueprints, that's easy to get out. (laughs) Um, Think about the, your five senses. Mm. And once you begin to think about your five senses, it will help you get back to your body. Mm -hmm. What, what's touching you? Is your partner touching you? The, the bed, the couch, the sheet, the blanket, um, Think about, is there music on? Okay, music, you know, just the things, whatever's going to bring you back. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. the main thing back to the body is the sensations on your body. Mm -hmm. It's happening to your physical body and try to tune into that. that. So helpful. But again, it's all a practice. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I have that. a question. Um, so what about for couples that have been married like a really long time and they're just they haven't had sex in like 15 years? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. how do you start getting back into and they don't have any kind of intimacy. They're running their yeah. house business or yep. however you refer to yeah. it. Yep. Like how family what business. would you recommend <laughs> and yeah, they're running their family business. Okay, now your kids are out of the house and it's just you two. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Where do you go from here? Yeah, I I reference it like building a bridge back to each other mm-hmm. because, you know, likely the couple has gotten in the habit of everything else, right? And they've built a habit of no intimacy or connection. And so I, I depending on the couple and, and I when I meet with them, I have a lot of questions based upon mm-hmm. the very few questions that they fill out on my website. And after that, then I put together a lot of questions. But um, to answer your question, it's um, uh, sometimes it might be a date night. Like uh, imagine, let's just say this couple, they don't really do anything much. They're maybe empty nesters, but they're retired and maybe not a lot's going on, whatever. Um, a date night could be at home. And so mm-hmm. I pull in something from Jaya called Adventure Date, but then sometimes I'll bring it way down, water it down so that it's little bite-sized pieces. So I might say, um, okay, one of your home play instead of homework is to do adventure dates. And every other week, one of you will take the lead and you'll plan something, but don't tell your partner what it is because part of the fun is the anticipation, right? What's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and here's where it can be creative and it could be um, a picnic in your living room, right? Whatever it is, <laughs> or it could be something that costs money that the key is it doesn't have to cost money. So that might mm-hmm. be something. And the rules, what are the rules? Mm-hmm. No kids, even if they're grown, no grandkids, even if it's a cute story, <laughs> right? Because those mm-hmm. are all great things and you built a life around that, but mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with you as a couple. 
So maybe it's back to those conversation cards or Google questions to, <laughs> for couples yeah. or whatever, right, to spark it. Um, um, I like... Uh, I like this other one. Um, a friend coach of mine, Genevieve, uh, shared this with me some time ago, and she calls it seven minutes in heaven, but it's not the game that you think of growing <laughs> up, right? This is how the game goes, and I love it, and I, I, I use it with my clients sometimes too. And so it's a seven minute with a timer, and you ask your partner what they would like to receive for seven minutes. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a neck rub, right? It could be anything for seven min- seven minutes. And you set the timer. And the key is you don't go over because then what happens is it starts to build in obligation. Mm-hmm. Oh, so now seven minutes might not be seven minutes. And if I don't go longer, I might feel bad now and right, all I the things, that. right? That's amazing. And then you flip it. And the other person gives to that partner for seven minutes. Set the timer. Don't go over. Maybe you're talking. Maybe you're not talking. Maybe you're just enjoying receiving. Um, But again, rules. If you are talking, (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's nothing about all those other really important things of our life. It's only anything that will build connection and intimacy. So those are a a couple of ways that people can begin to... um, work their way back build a bridge back i love that do you ever find that people come to you and then they're like actually i don't fucking like you to their partner and then they just like don't work out afterwards like they try to do the intimacy and they're like actually i just maybe don't like who you become or who you are now yeah i i haven't personally um you know i don't keep in contact with my clients Mm -hmm. ongoing so um, I, I haven't experienced that. I, I haven't really experienced it even while coaching them that this is terrible. This sucks. Um, I feel like if you're willing to put in the effort, then yeah. you're probably a couple that will make it out because you wouldn't want to go to that first step of seeing you right. if you weren't. Right. Yeah. And, and to understand that it will be hard. Yeah. It will be challenging. And, Maybe awkward. Right. And awkward, like dirty talk. Maybe some year, someday you're like, okay, I want to figure this out. And this sounds ridiculous (laughs) or comical, or I just like, don't even like it. Like whatever it is. Right. Um, So I think it's just uh, baby steps and, um, and remembering that the path to success is never a straight line. Mm-hmm. right? The path to success, like we hear it in sometimes a step forward and two back, that can be it. Mm-hmm. And also if you imagine, you know, say you say you're, you know, for imagining a path to success, meaning our relationship is strong and intimate and great sex. Now, if we imagine it's the straight line, that's not realistic. But what if mm-hmm. it's a squiggle line, as we're going up to where we want to be, right? All the places so, we will go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I think just just really remembering that um, nothing great happens without struggle, right? Mm-hmm. Struggle to get back. Who were you? And not um, who we fell in love with, yes, but we are always evolving and changing mm-hmm. and growing, hopefully in good ways, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Totally. Yeah. I would love to know what your erotic blueprint is. Okay. Oh, so I will tell you a funny story first. I'll tell you. Yeah, great. <laughs> so I, um, when I very first took the um, blueprints, I was um, erotic, uh, excuse me, erotic. <laughs> now I can't speak again. It's a thing. Um, I was energetic and sensual. Mm-hmm. And so the story about the love of my life comes home from work gives me a big hug and internally mm. I'm like mm-hmm. I'm not doing this outside because I don't want to hurt him but inside mm-hmm. I am not ready for that kind of love physical mm-hmm. love right now so that was hard um and the t-shirt and the dryer that's my story that's <laughs> yeah. way back because he loved to tell that story as we were in it I'm like oh your shirt is in the dryer I think I'm just trying to save his shirt because it cannot yeah. go on and on and on. This is a special shirt. <laughs> but like, was that really? just, right? He's like, really? Right Forget now. about the shirt. I'll buy another one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, you know, that in fun, that could have been just, oh, I remember the dryer, right? Yeah. yeah. But also, um, I was very much in my shadows because I didn't mm. know mm-hmm. anything about the erotic blueprints. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about shadows and the language of it. So my husband and I had a big disconnect in that way. I, my whole adult life, even before my husband, my, my husband, I thought I was broken. Like mm-hmm. something's wrong with me. But I was energetic and sensual, right? So I need a little, I wasn't sexual. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't going to, I would be sexual, but mm-hmm. that's not how I was fed. So um, my shadows are much less now. (laughs) I've expanded into a little kinky and, um, and, you know, definitely the sexual, like, okay, that's a quickie or whatever in, Mm -hmm. in my world. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, still just always learning and growing and um, just being open to, I don't know, hard things discovery yeah <laughs> what's your husband's blueprint he's a shapeshifter oh mm-hmm. great that's awesome yeah. makes it easier <laughs> <laughs> right. so what does if someone wants to work with you like what kind of services or do you have different packages different forms what does that look like um how can we work with you yeah so um it, they would first go to my website which is ambitiousliving.com And then on there, I have a passionate possibilities call. And it's not a sales call. It's a call that they will actually walk away with information and insights. But that's the first step. There's some questions on there. And once I receive that, um, you know, they'll set an appointment and we'll meet. And that's where I, I begin to ask in more in-depth questions because I, what I do is not cookie cutter. Like I shared Mm -hmm. with you, I'm going to meet the person or couple where they are. Mm -hmm. And um, from there, um, again, I don't, I don't say, so this is my package. What do you think? You got Mm -hmm. five minutes to decide, like this this (laughs) is not the way I roll. And um, depending, I may share at the time what it is, 
or I may share uh, the information in a follow-up email. Mm-hmm. It's very um, low pressure. That's not how I operate. Uh, but I do one-on-one. Um, it depends if it's going to be Zoom or just on the phone. Mm-hmm. That that varies. I I, have, I don't do anything. Uh, it, I really don't do many one-on-ones in person. I do mm-hmm. speaking engagements, retreats, things like that as well. Uh, but the first step is just to go to my website and, and fill that out. And... Um, then we go from there. Awesome. What's your Instagram handle? It is underscore ambitious underscore living. Just so helpful. Like I already feel like I have more tools that I can go home with mm-hmm. and play. Good. Good. All about playing, right? Yes. That's what yes. brings pleasure. <laughs> we try to call it uh, home play instead of homework. Right. Oh, just, I love that. Just to kind of give a shift. Amazing. So in, great. In our Would you like to pull a card? Amber? Yeah. Let's pull a card from the sexiest deck alive. Some of our listeners, if this is your first episode, you may not know, but this deck is called the sexiest deck alive by Gigi Savage, who's a past guest of ours. It is beautiful, fun deck. Um, lots of. She's great. She has. I believe she has like a sex column for cause like yeah. with Cosmo now. And um she's doing Playboy she's doing stuff all kinds too. of awesome stuff. Oh, yeah, she's amazing. works on a ranch sometimes in Nevada. Okay. I'm gonna hold these over my heart and Rain, I just want you to tell me when to stop. No. I felt that one too. Oh, prioritize play and pleasure. Perfect. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Says um. you're working too hard. Give yourself a fucking break. Kids know how important play is and we all carry around our inner child. So mean biz when it comes to play. Love Make it. it more of a priority to have play and pleasure. Fuck off and have fun. Yay. Oh, that's great. How appropriate (laughs) for this uh, session. Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) right. How funny. (laughs) Such a fun deck. Highly recommend it. Oh, I also wanted to recommend um, my husband and I last, our last year anniversary, I got us these Mm -hmm. books called The Adventure Challenge. Have you ever heard of them? So I got like the three packs. So we have the like cooking dates and then there's just like the adventures, which you can go off and do anything or stay home. Like there's so many different options. And then the third book is for the bedroom, which is really fun. And I really love it because it's like a scratch off. So you don't really know what you're getting into. And there's always um, just some a lot of like helpful tips. Like we've done a couple of the bedroom ones and one was someone has to um, be blindfolded and the blindfolded person has to tell the other what they want and you just like have a whole play session and that was really helpful and then we do a lot of the dinner ones too and there's always like a really fun little date piece to the recipe also so I just wanted to put that out there as a recommendation for others trying to get creative and I just saw that they put out 
a little conversation deck too for lovers. So just wanted to make sure you were aware of that as well as our listeners. Mm -hmm. So we also like to ask all of our guests two questions. And the first question is, what is something that is really important for you to make sure that you do each week for self-care? One really important part for me is music and movement. Mm-hmm. And even before this uh, time with you, I needed to get out of my head. Mm-hmm. So I put music on and I just moved. I just Amazing. Like, because we know it's inside of us. Mm-hmm. Just have to get out of our head. So music and movement oh that's amazing same um if you could tell your younger self one thing what would it be and that could be your younger self far in the past all the way up to yesterday Mm. yeah that's good um i'd like to say don't be so serious and Mm. it's rarely about you yeah (laughs) right truth (laughs) (laughs) Um, we'll we'll go around with our self-care magic. Um, I would like to say, take a shower and take a moment to just visualize the water coming over you, taking away anything, any stress, worries, thoughts, bullshit, taking it down the drain away from you. Let it go. I am going to take from Rain and say, uh, move your body to some music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, for me, that's really the biggest one. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to repeat because. Yes. Thank you back. It's, it's <laughs> so huge. now you really have to do it. <laughs> yeah. No. That's it, your home play. Yeah. It's just so important. Even if um, I'll share this just briefly. Um, Mama Gina. Mm-hmm. music mm-hmm. uh if no matter if we're angry sad whatever put that music on that mm-hmm. makes you feel that feeling and mm-hmm. move your body and release yeah. that but don't leave it in the anger work through the sadness and then the happiness or the turn on in mm-hmm. your music so music it's called swamping yep. it is so powerful mm-hmm. So healing, mm-hmm. screaming a pillow, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let awesome. it out, go rage. Mm. Well, thank you so much, Rain. This has been Amazing. so enlightening and helpful. We both were so exhausted earlier, and I just feel like super energized wow. now. I knew that we would feel Great. that. So, thanks for your energy and your time and all your beauty and inspiration. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. Find us on TikTok and Instagram at Waking Up the Witch. Please email us your witchy stories, ghost stories, corrections, and advice questions to wakingupthewitch at gmail.com. Love you. Love you.